Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And, um, I was asked a couple, this a couple times, so I just want to address something. Um, yes, the production schedule has slowed down a little bit, not because I'm tired or getting ready to give it up. Um, it was the holidays, I got busy, um, and in October I got, um, I was sick, and then, um, there were a couple of personal things that I had to deal with, um, I don't know if I'm going to get back up to two a week, but I'm definitely going to try, um, but with the vlog and the blog coming soon, um, you know, hopefully that'll be enough drunk gossip for you. Um, so, now we're just going to dive right in. Um, we're going to talk about the the Kevin Hart stuff at, in the very last segment, so stick around for that. Um, I have some takes. We're also going to talk about the Golden Globes that happened last night. Um, again, that's later on in the show. Please stick around, because I am dying to hear what you guys think about what I'm going to say about that. Um, but... Let's talk some Kevin Spacey right now. I, I just sounded like a robot who just skipped. Um, let's talk Kevin Spacey, though. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, which I can't imagine that there's anyone at this point who doesn't, Kevin Spacey um, is facing criminal sexual assault charges. Um, because allegedly, back in 2016... He was buying this dude drinks, who was underage. He was only 18 at the time. Um, but he, apparently he told Kevin Spacey he was 23 and Kevin was buying him drinks and whatnot. And at some point, Kevin Spacey was like, well, I've been investing um, all, you know, I've been buying all these drinks. You owe me some dick. And put his hands down the kid's pants. That would have been the end of it. But then Me Too happened, and um, the kid's mother happened to be a news anchor for, um, I, th- I believe it's Massachusetts, um, for one of the lo- those local stations. And she started, you know, speaking out, she started saying, like, hey, Kevin Spacey molested my son. And then finally the kid um, went down and um, filed a formal police report. The police investigated, found that there was enough evidence to take it to the prosecutor. The prosecutor decided that there was enough evidence to um, take it to the grand jury and Kevin Spacey was indicted. That's, That's the whole basic part of this. But then it gets creepy and weird. So, um, the creepy part is, during all of this, and Kevin Spacey had to know that this was coming, because um, when you're under criminal investigation, um, generally you know. Um, So he put out that creepy video of him as Frank Underwood, or Underwood, or whatever the hell his name is. From House of Cards, and was like, I didn't go down. Stu- I didn't go down for the stuff that I did do. Do you think? Do you really think I'm gonna go down for stuff I didn't do? 
And it was like, what? What the fuck is actually happening right now? And that video has been viewed more than 9 million times. So at the same time, Kevin Spacey's lawyers were um, arguing that Kevin Spacey should not have to show up to his arraignment because it's going to be a big media circus and, you know, they're just trying to spare the city money. And the prosecutors were like, no, 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 that's not how this works. He has to be treated just like everyone else and it's, it's state law that he has to show up and appear in court. The judge agreed with the prosecutors. Um, and I believe... Um, I, And, you know, the funny thing is, just a little side note, I hear Will screaming at me, even though he's he's not here, that I should have notes and I could give you the exact details. Um, but I believe the arraignment is happening in March. Um, but the craziest part of this whole thing is... Kevin is Kevin Spacey is trying to stage a comeback already. Like he is not worried about going to jail at all. Um, and according to NT lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights, that's because he's already cut a deal with prosecutors, and he knows he's not going to jail. Um. But apparently, he's still getting offers, mostly in Europe and um, like Asia. And so he's going to work over there for a few years and then try to make a comeback over here. Um, and one of one of Kevin's friends um, was speaking about the video, but I think this really applies to everything. And he said, Kevin's not a stupid man. Kevin, if Kevin does something, it's intentional. He knows exactly what he's doing. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, let's talk some Big Bang Theory. Now, I was late to the game. Um, You know, everyone was bragging and talking about how great it was and whatever. The first um, couple seasons. And, you know, like I've watched those episodes um, through syndication and whatnot. And I didn't find them as delightful as everyone else did. Um, they were just, but when they added, um, Mayim Balik as Amy Farrah Fowler and Melissa Roch as, um, Bernadette, then it became something special, I think. Um, and so, and at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the TV season, I should say, um, they announced that they were, they were hanging it up, they were done. And it all really felt to like Jim Parsons. Um, everyone else was willing to go for a 13th season. But he was like, no, guys, I'm good. I, I just need to be done at this point. And there was, there, there's been rumors that some of the cast is really pissed at him because they're losing their paycheck, you know. They're losing their their huge paychecks now. 
But just like over on the Connors, um, there's a big three. There's Kaylee Cuoco, Jim Parsons, and Johnny Galecki. Not saying that the others aren't more important, but those three are the ones that carry the show. Um, and, and over on the Connors, obviously it's Laurie Metcalf, uh, John Goodman, and Sarah Gilbert. Who just, and it just dawned on me as I was saying this, um, Johnny Glucky obviously has appeared on Roseanne, that's what he was known for before the Big Bang Theory, um, but Laurie Metcalf and Sarah Gilbert both had recurring roles on the Big Bang Theory. There's something there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, as the season, as the TV season winds down now, um, we're starting to get some reflections from the cast. Um, Jim Parsons was recently quoted as saying, there's no negative reason to stop doing the Big Bang Theory. You know, the writers are brilliant, I love my co-workers... But it just felt like we'd gnawed all the meat off the bone. Which is fair. I mean, 12 years is a very long time. And there's not many more places you could realistically go with these characters. And have them stay a cohesive group. You know, at some point... They're going to have to... Not necessarily splinter off, but... You know... They're going to have to go do their own things. And first of all, 12 years is a very, very long time for a show. Um, A hit show typically has a life of five to six seasons. Um, Eight seems to be the standard cutoff point. So Modern Family and... Um, and the Big Bang Theory are both just way beyond that. Um, and Kaylee Cuoco kind of talked about that too. She was, um, she was talking about how, like, um, after they filmed the pilot, they really waited to see if it was going to resonate with anyone. They weren't sure that the show was going to, um, do anything. And she said 12 years later... They're still waiting. They still, you know, want to make sure. And now that they're filming... um, Now that they're close to filming the last episode, it's getting more and more emotional. And... And she was really hoping that... um, They don't force... um, She said that I hope they pre-tape the the finale. um, Because she's going to be crying like a baby. And, you know, I get it. Like, the the place I worked at closest was um, a museum in Michigan. And I was there on and off for 10 years. Um, but mostly, like, I still talk to the people I, I want to talk to there. And I'm hoping, you know, maybe... They can find a project to do together. The cast of One Tree Hill just did a Christmas movie for her lifetime. Um, so there, there's still ways that they can work together if they want to. Um, maybe scooch things around a little bit. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. I'm back. 
And I have something really personal to tell you guys. And I really hope you won't judge me too harsh. No, it's not that I'm gay. That's just kind of obvious. Um, (laughs) I used to have acne. And I mean, it really affected my life. I mean, can you imagine asking a guy out with a pimple? (laughs) Alright, enough of that. Of course I don't have acne, I'm perfect. (laughs) Um... This is, this is why I don't talk about the Kardashians. They make me act crazy. Yes, I'm blaming them. Mandy, I don't want to hear it. You know I'm right. It is all their fault. <laughs> um, <coughs> I swear to Jesus, it would not be an episode without me coughing at you guys. Um, and there's really no reason I'm not sick or anything. Um, but thank you all for your concern. I get so many emails, why are you coughing? Are you sick? No, no, I'm not sick. I think God just was like, mm, no. Um, anyways. So back to the Kardashians, car- as they're known online. At least in the circles I run in. Um, they will do literally anything to steal attention away from a big event. Including trying to drum up some big announcement. <clears throat> so, on Friday night, Kendall Jenner was like, oh, there's a big announcement coming on Sunday night. Make sure you stay tuned to my Twitter to find out what it is. And her mom, the demonic angel known as Chris Jenner, or, as Michael K is fond of calling her, Pimp Mama Chris, um, she was like, oh my god, you're so bright. I can't believe you're going to open up like this. So everyone was all in a tizzy, like, were we finally going to get a Kardashian Me Too story? Were we going to get, you know, was Kendall finally going to come out? Um... And when I say finally, here's the thing. In the gossip circles, it is widely believed. And um, allegedly there are pictures of her canoodling with with another girl. And all these um, romances with athletes are just a cover for for that. Um, But no, the big announcement was that she had pimples. And that she had, um, she is now an ambassador for Proactive. Now, it's really funny. We used to call, um, spokespeople, spokespeople. Not ambassadors. Ambassadors are when you go to a different country to try to represent our country. To put our best face forward. Not... Not for a brand trying to give you clear skin. And I'm not mad at Proactive. I know how the marketing machine works. I, um, I was in marketing. I know the things that you're supposed to do. I know what you're supposed to say and whatnot. That's not the issue here. The issue here is... You're drumming up all this drama online. 
trying to steal attention away from the Golden Globes. And guess what? It didn't even work. That story fell flatter than my boobs. Or flatter than Taylor Swift's boobs. Which have become perky, but that's a whole different story. Um, And just a little side note, guys. I think Mandy is going to have another dream about Taylor Swift. And I'm going to get a damn it Taylor Swift probably within the next 24 hours. (laughs) So yeah, anyway, so Kendall Jenner really put the doll in her name. I mean, like, I get it. You're you're very happy that you, you're getting paid to be a spokesperson for a brand. Trust me, when, when, um, Anchor and Any Day Rosé, um, asked me to be a spokesperson, I was like, yes! I didn't go online and make it a big mystery. I was like, hey guys, I got sponsors now. Alright, cool. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back, guys. So, last night was January 6th, and it was the Golden Globes. Um, And you notice I'm avoiding saying the year because I'm still in that time where I'm like, 2018? No, it's 2019! So yeah, it is 2019 now. Um, But, okay. So, Golden Globes. I know you're all dying to hear what I say. This is going to be a new segment. Um, we're going to call it Drunk Awards. Um, and it'll probably go on through the, um, the entire awards season, culminating, hopefully, in a special episode. Um, the special episodes I don't count towards our episode count, by the way. I know Anchor does and Spotify does, but I don't. Um, anyways, so, um, we're not going to analyze, at least today we're not going to analyze, um, the winners and everything. I'm talking with, um, my movie expert, Miss Laura Kendall, who, um, is just a fantastic person. If she lived closer to me, I would totally have her co-host, um, and we could probably do an entire episode. Um, but what what we're going to do more is just talk about what some of these things mean um, going forward and reactions to it. Like, I was reading, like, looking over the list of winners, and um, I always read the comment sections, and I really, really know I shouldn't because people are jackasses. Um... But so, one of the very first comments is, you know, y'all will use black people to make a billion dollar movie, but you won't give them awards. Of course, they're talking about Black Panther. And I don't think the person has a very valid argument here. You know, maybe if I engaged him, maybe if we were, you know, had an email thread or something, the argument would be a little bit more solid. But from what was presented, there is no valid argument. 
yes, Black Panther was critically acclaimed. Yes, it was a big hit movie. But, but saying that just because, um, they just because it didn't win any Golden Globes last night, doesn't mean that the industry is overlooking black people. Um, and, and you know you just hear, um, Will screaming at me that I wouldn't need to switch back and forth if I had notes. Stop it, William. Um, Mahir Shala Ali is a black man who won a Golden Globe last night. He's a person of color. Um, you know, it, it, there were so many people of color who who won. Um, Rami Malek is not white. He's Egyptian. He won Best Actor. Um, um, Karan is is Latino. He won for Best Director. My point here is, um, just because one movie didn't win Golden Globes or you know, enough awards to satisfy you doesn't mean that black people are overlooked in these things. Or, not even black people, people of color. You know, I'm all about fighting racism. I'm all about all of that. But we also have to be, we have to look at things logically. Black Panther was a Disney movie. That's that's number one. Um, yes, it's Marvel, but Marvel falls under the Disney umbrella. It had the Disney marketing machine behind it. Have you noticed? Like even Disney's flops don't lose all that much money. Um, but more than that, superhero movies rarely win the big awards. Um, The Dark Knight, I think, is the exception. Heath Ledger did win the Best Supporting Actor. Um, But many people think that's because he died. And not necessarily because he deserved it. Um, I'm not going to make that argument. All I'm going to say here is... all All of the actors in Black Panther are incredibly talented... Um, I've been a fan of Michael B. Jordan's since he was on All My Children. I know the boy can act. I don't think you're going to see him win any awards for his work um, in the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Cinematic Extended Universe. You'll see him win awards for movies like Creed or... um, the movies that are built to win awards. Um, but being unfair and saying that because a billion dollar movie didn't sweep every awards, um, that their systematic racism doesn't do anything for your cause. All it does is make people side-eye you and roll their eyes. 
I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, I just needed to correct something in the first segment about Kevin Spacey. I said the argument was in March. I was wrong. It is actually today, January 7th. Um, I'm not sure where I pulled March from, to be honest. Um, so anyways, that's cleared up. Um, and we all make mistakes. You know, making a mistake is not a horrible, horrible thing. Shit happens sometimes. I mean, let's be real here. I think the important thing is to learn from it, grow from it, and move on. And that leads us right into Kevin Hart. Um, as you know, we've been following the story since December. Um, when racist tweets came out. Or not racist tweets, sorry. Homophobic tweets. See? Another mistake. Um... When when some homophobic tweets, jokes, whatever, came to light. Now, this, again, and this cannot be said enough. Of course. Of course. Um, people can grow and change their minds and whatever. We're all about that. What I'm not about is... Pretending like something didn't happen. So, like uh, like we talked about last week, um, Kevin went on Ellen and did his best damage control. And I, and I shared back then that I thought this was all a big publicity stunt. I'm not convinced that it's not... Um, but I'm, I, I am starting to move away from that theory a little bit. Um, not really moving away from it, changing it. So here's what happened. Kevin Hart went on Ellen, didn't offer an apology. He just kept reiterating that he grew and whatever, and Ellen didn't impress him. So at the end of the hour, um, Twitter exploded. And I don't think either of them expected the backlash that they got. Um, Especially Ellen. Um, There was a lot of hate leveled at them. And a lot of calling them out. And some people are like, well, you know... Ellen was never going to ask the tough questions. No, and I agree with you. Um, I had hoped, because Ellen does seem to be going through this transformation right now, um, where she wants a different type of career. Which, you know, I'm all for that. If you're not happy with the direction of your career, of course you should change it. Of course you should. But part of, part of that is stepping outside of your comfort zone sometimes. Um, so Ellen didn't press him, and she got a lot of backlash for that. Um, especially from the, the black queer community. Where they said, she doesn't speak for us. And I just want to say to them, I don't speak for you guys either. Um, but I, I agree with you. And she doesn't speak for gay white men either. 
Yes, Ellen is an icon. She will always be an icon. She's a trailblazer. But she does not have the right to decide who's forgiven and who's not. Especially when we get a half-hearted apology from Kevin Hart. And we're told just to move on. We'll move on by not buying tickets to your movies. We'll move on by not watching your shows. We will move on by not being your fan. Clearly, that's not what you want. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gone on Ellen to try and sway us. And uh, Don Lemon of CNN called the whole thing out. And said, hey, you know, mm -mm, no, not cool. And... I mean, first of all, good on Don Lemon. Because someone needed to do that. But more important... Um... Kevin really should have probably gone on um, with Don Lemon. I think he he's the only, or one of the only, um, queer black men on um, interviewers around that has a, a national spotlight. Go talk to him. I get it. Ellen reaches a much broader audience. And she's very friendly. I see why that's inviting. But here's the thing. When you're wanting to deal with controversy, friendly doesn't do you any favors. As you see, all week in the backlash just built and built and built. Um, I was getting dinner on Saturday night. And Entertainment Tonight was running a segment about Kevin's big heart. And everybody in... The place rolled their eyes and asked for that to be turned off. Here's why. I don't doubt Kevin has a big heart. And I don't doubt that Kevin has grown since he made those jokes. That There's not one part of me that doesn't believe that. What I do believe is that he's a spoiled rich celebrity... Who has had a very privileged life up from the time he broke out on the scene until now. Um, I mean, the cheating scandal, when he cheated on his wife, blew over faster than anything. Um, and yes, he's had to deal with, with a little bit of backlash because of the, the joke and whatever. But... I mean, it's been a very gilded ride until now. Um, and I don't think he really knows quite how to deal with it. And Ellen will weather the storm. She will come out on the other side. She's already proven that. Um, she's very resilient. Um, she'll probably address the, the controversy. Um, maybe she'll explain herself. Maybe she won't. Um, maybe she'll explain herself later on down the road. I don't know. But what? It, but focusing on Kevin Hart, 
um, he's, he tends to go to social media a lot. And, you know, on his Instagram, he was talking about, you know, we need to allow people to grow and change and whatever. And 100%, I'm right there with you, Kevin. And I want you to grow and I want you to change. I want you to demonstrate that you've done this. Saying I'm not going to apologize, that's not gross. Going on Ellen, you've been on Ellen a million times before. That's not gross. Show me that you've grown. Don't tell me you've grown. Show me. You know, as a writer, show, don't tell is very important. Even though um, some of the feedback I got is I do, I, I do tell a lot. Um, so I get it. But demonstrate to me that you've changed. Show me. Go talk to Don Lemon. You know, go to a homeless youth shelter. Go visit victims of violence against black gay men. Do something good. You know, he volunteers... um, I didn't. I don't remember the name of the shelter, but he does volunteer with homeless shelter. He does go to schools and um, works with them. And again, I am. I'm all about that. I'm so happy he does that. What I'm not happy about is that he tries to hide behind that in order to turn the conversation about him. The LGBT community deals with enough violence incited by the moron in the White House. And his empowered supporters that we need allies. We need real allies. Not someone who's going to tell us that we should just let this go just because he said he's grown and changed. That's not how it works. I'm going to go. And before I end this episode, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing another episode this week. Um, my birthday is on Thursday. I'm finally turning 21. Um, <laughs> so um, I will try to get another one out for you guys. But until next time we chat, cheers. <laughs>